Dad, my feet are getting cold, and so are Shotzi's, I said. He nodded. The best way to warm feet up is to move. Okay, Frank, let's get this show on the road. Moranville shouldered his pack and slogged on. The view from the summit of Mount Eleanor, just shy of 6,000 feet, was non-existent. The cold was bearing down on my hands and feet, and after a short stay, the party headed down. Shotzi had been active and lively on the way up, but now heeled quietly behind me. At the top of the avalanche chute, Dad had me sit down. He scooted in behind me and pushed off in a sitting glissade. A glissade is a controlled slide. We followed the trough others ahead of us made. It was like a water slide, and I thrilled at the flying snow and speed. As I stood up and brushed the snow off my backside, I looked up the chute to see Shotzi bounding down, ears flying. She stopped, eyes wide and playful, by my side. I rolled her over and splattered a snowball on her head. She sprang up, jumping back and forth like a baseball player hunkered down, getting ready to steal a base. Dad intervened. Come on, George. You're just getting yourself colder and wetter horsing around. He unroped me, stuffed the manila line into his pack, and trudged off through the trees after the rest of the party. The dog and I followed. Dad was right. My feet, now wet and cold, began to ache. The aching intensified as we followed the blazes and our old trail down through the trees. Tears began running down my face. I didn't want my dad or anyone else hear me crying. I wanted to be tough, like a mountaineer. As the snow petered out to patches and the dirt trail began to show itself, I burst out sobbing. What's the matter, George? Dad said. My feet are so cold and they hurt so bad, I blurted. BFH and the rest of the party halted. I was embarrassed, but the pain was too much. Dad sat me down on a log on a dry part of the trail and took off my patrol boy boots. He turned each boot upside down and poured out the water. These didn't hold up as well as I'd hoped, he said. He patted me reassuringly on the leg and pulled off my socks, wrung them out, and tucked them into my pack. He pulled a thick pair of dry wool socks out of his pack, but before he put them on, he vigorously rubbed and massaged each foot. Then he put the cold, wet boots back on my feet. Okay, George, we are hitting dry trail now. You have to move and walk to get your feet to warm up. They will. But when they thaw, it's going to hurt. That's a good sign that you're getting better. Just gut it out. The pain will subside. And by the time we get to the car, this will all be just a memory. He judiciously left out the word bad. As I pounded down the trail, the pain grew. Through the tears, I concentrated on the heels of my dad's boots, and eventually, as the way softened into flatter terrain, the pain subsided. My feet were wet, but warm, and my eyes were now dry. I had come through a genuine mountaineer's experience. I had dealt with the cold and wet, had climbed my first sizable mountain, and emerged a little tougher than I had been in the morning at the start of the climb. At the car, as BFH, Moranville, and the rest of the party bantered and basked in a day well spent, Dan lifted me up to the open tailgate of our station wagon and took off my boots. Good job today, son. The weather on this mountain made it a little tougher today, but you hung in there. You're not a valley pounder anymore. Wow, really? I said. Yep, you've graduated. What am I now? 
B of H thought for a moment. Now you're a ridge runner, he said. I was elated. Dad looked around. Shotzi, Shotzi, come. Where's that damn dog? He said with a touch of irritation. We need to leave. Dad, look, I pointed behind him. BFH looked down. Shotzi was sitting quietly, glued to his heels. She had a, what kind of crazy family have I gotten myself into, look. Dad laughed. Up, girl, he said, and she jumped onto the tailgate, crawled in, flattened down my pack into a bed, turned around six times, and curled up for the ride home.